We thank you for this service. We thank you that as we go into the world, that eyes are enlightened, the understanding dawns. Thank you for you have anointed me to preach, to, to teach, and to heal. May your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. So what's the theme of the month? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. Ah, it's a lie. Psalm 100, from verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. To yada means to praise. It means to Lord praise unto God or to give thanks unto God. And our focus this month is to give thanks. Our focus this month is thanksgiving. We are giving thanks unto God. And when we say we are giving thanks unto God, we're basically saying we're expressing our gratitude to God for what? For, for various reasons. One, we thank God for what he has done, but when we also thank God for who he is. Psalm 136, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endured forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endured forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endured forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endured forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endured forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endured forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endured forever. To the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endured forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endured forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endured forever. And brought Israel from among them, for his mercy endured forever. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, for his mercy endured forever. To him who divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endured forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endured forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endureth forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Shihon, king of Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for a heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel, his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. And has redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food or flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. And so we see this psalm. In this psalm, King David is giving thanks. And he's giving thanks for what God has done for the Israelites and for who God is. And we give thanks to God for multiple reasons. This means that if God perhaps has never done anything for you, 
you still have every reason to give thanks because we thank God for him existing. We thank God for who he is. And then if you know God and you are saved, it means God has done something for you. And so you thank God for the gift of salvation. So continually, there is always, always, always something to give thanks to God about. And throughout scripture, we see a culture of thanksgiving. <coughs> Excuse me. In Exodus chapter 15, after the Israelites had their exodus from Egypt, uh, Moses and children of Israel break out in songs of thanksgiving to God, and they start to thank God for what God has done. And this is where we get this song. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed. Nobody knows the song. Yes, it's from there that the song exists, that they gave thanks to the Lord for all the things that they saw him do when they were exiting Egypt. And then you fast forward to Second Samuel. Let's read Second Samuel chapter seven from verse twenty-two. Let me talk like Pastor Femi. I don't hear Bibles opening. Yeah. Second Samuel 7 from verse 22. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem for a people to himself, and to make him a name, and to do for you great things and terrible for thy land, before thy people which thou redeemest to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their gods. So again, we see them thanking God again for rescuing them from Egypt and then thanking God for choosing them, for choosing them to be the people that he shows great signs through, for choosing them to be his people. And then we move again to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 16 from verse 7. And the story in verse Chronicles is after the ark of the Lord had been returned to Israel, after it was taken by the Philistines, and then it finally made its place back to Israel. And so David, after they had put it in its place, broke out in songs, in well, not songs, prayers of thanksgiving, from verse 7. Then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord in the, into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among his people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Again, in First Chronicles, well, not First Chronicles, Second Chronicles 31, um, King Hezekiah appointed people to, well, people, Levites and priests, and their job was to minister unto the God, minister unto God, and part of their job description was to give thanks, was to give thanks. And what was the reason for this grand occasion of appointing people to just give thanks? Was because they had finally destroyed all the Asherah poles in the land, and they had turned the people back to God, and they're like, okay, now, now we appoint people, and these people are going to give God thanks. In Ezra chapter 3, when the exiles returned from Babylon, and they had returned back to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the first thing that they did was to give thanks. And they gave thanks saying the same thing David said, for the Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. Now, why were they giving thanks? Was because they laid the foundation of the temple. They hadn't built it yet. They just laid the foundation. And we all know that laying the foundation does not really mean that the house is built. But it didn't matter. That was a milestone, and they were grateful to God for that. Same thing again in Nehemiah chapter 12. When they were dedicating the wall, they gave thanks to God. And then... 
Of course, the book of Psalms is full of different Psalms of thanksgiving from King David and from those who wrote it and just giving thanks to God. Even Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6, he gave thanks. This was when, um, after, what king was it? The king that threatened that if you pray, we'll throw inside lions then. Eh? 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 Darius, who is sure? Darius, Ahasuerus. Yeah, I heard that. Uh huh. Okay. So after King Darius had given a charge, a command, and issued a decree that the people who, if they caught anybody praying, they would turn into liars then. And Daniel went back, opened his windows, and he gave thanks. And the Bible says that this was his custom. He prayed as was the custom. He gave thanks as was his custom. We see again in Jesus. Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave thanks. Even Paul in his writings will always mention that he's giving thanks for the people that he's writing about. He's giving thanks to God for them, and then he tells us that we should give thanks to. Let's check Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 17. Where is Ephesians again? Thank you. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's giving them a prescription of how to be wise. And amongst not being drunk, say don't be drunk, speaking psalms, and manage yourself. But one of the prescriptions of a wise person is that you give thanks to God. And you give thanks to God always for all things unto God. You think we give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks. And we give thanks to God. It's important that we make that decision. We don't just shout, ah, oh, thanks. We are thankful to God. Everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we want to be is because of God. And we are thankful to God. Philippians chapter 4 tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we make our request to God with thanksgiving. So even our request, we are thankful. In thankfulness, we are thankful. In everything we do, we are thankful. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So even when you are doing things, you're not asking for anything, you're not praying, whatever you do in your word, whatever you do in your deed, we are giving thanks to God. Thanksgiving is our default nature. Be showing that we are grateful to God for what we have is how we should live our life. The way we know that the just shall live by faith, the just also lives by thanksgiving. We breathe thanksgiving. Everything we do, we are thankful to God. And so today, we are giving thanks to God for what God has done for us in this church this year. <coughs> and we'll do a little exercise. What was the theme of the month January? Peace in troubled waters. February, greater works. March, greater works. April, what does the last time in? What's the month in May? It was still the last time. June, new man. Yes, thank you, Olivia. July, hmm. 
July. Okay, you are playing this morning, Abby. We're not cold. July. Just echo what you're echoing. August. September. October. Ay, shame. Those that forgot. November. And December. Hallelujah. And so, we're going to look back at what God has done for us through this month. In January, when we're doing peace in troubled waters, that's how we started the year. And when we received that message, our pastor told us that it is not a message, it's not a reactive message, it's a proactive message. That God has given us the message ahead of time. And we saw that play out. In fact, it didn't take too long. By the end of January, when we were having our workers meeting, when exam period was, was not listening to the word of God. But we had our peace, yeah? We kept our peace, and God showed up. God stood for us, and every one of us was victorious, and we ended up laughing. Hallelujah. And then, it was actually so funny that even in my Bible study cell, if you say that you are burdened with anything, and you want us to pray for you for peace, we'll pray for you. But the prescription was go and listen to Peace in Troubled Waters. Because God had told us that the message was given to us ahead of time. And so it doesn't make sense if you already have what will solve your issue, that when you now have the issue, you don't now listen to it. So we said, okay, fine. You're, you're about, no, we'll pray for you, of course. Prayer always works. But you must listen to Troubled Waters. Peace in Troubled Waters, sorry. Which now brings me to my first Spotify statistic of our podcast of today. Peace in Troubled Waters was our most shared message this year. So, God bless you for spreading peace. Amen. And then, in February, we now entered into greater works, and then we did greater works and all things spirit. And we learned that there's so much capacity in our Father's house, and that we have a ministry of reconciliation, and so we should make others come into the into this family because there's much room and we learned how the ministry of the holy spirit makes us effective christians so we don't ignore the holy spirit we learned that we're in the dispensation of the holy spirit and we have received boldness for the gospel yes <coughs> am i wrong or oh, you don't remember after this we saw a rise in our evangelism drive a lot of people wanted to go and evangelize to people a lot of people had fun evangelizing to people. That was the time that we had people stage and we go every Sunday. And some people wanted to go every day. Some people joined the evangelism department because they couldn't get enough. And there was just a desire to talk to people. We also saw an increased um, receptiveness from people that we were evangelizing. With. Oh. Thank you. That we're evangelizing. Evangelizing too. And we saw our prayers answered. We made the prayer point that souls will be saved and souls will be receptive to the gospel. And we saw that reflected from that month. And then in March, we focused on marketplace dynamics. <coughs> and we learned how we market our product, the gospel, to people. We learned that this is, this, this is a secondary product, and, but the first thing that they see is us. And so everything that we do has to reflect the seriousness of the gospel that we are carrying. So we learned that this is why you cannot fail in school, because you need to teach you need to preach to your lecturer and your classmates and they will not listen to you if you are the student that is always repeating so we, we learned that we had to be excellent in everything that we did because the excellence had to carry the message of the gospel yes and then in april we began preparing for easter conference and then this leads me to my next Spotify statistic that words and pictures was our most listened message this year yes 
And in April, we did words and pictures and the full circle. And we were learning about how we receive, that we paint a picture of what we want and we have it. We discussed Habakkuk. The Habakkuk said, I will stand on my watch. I will see what he will say to me. And then when he speaks, I will write it down and I will run with this vision. And so we learned that, that we picture the kind of things we want. We picture what we want to receive. We picture what we have faith for. And then once we see this picture, we hold on to it until it starts to manifest. And we use this we practiced this for Easter conference, yes? We started saying weeks before Easter conference that Easter conference was going to be amazing. And was it not amazing? Yes. It was so amazing said that we didn't want to stop. We didn't want to stop. Even on Sunday, we had to go home, but some people don't want to go home. <coughs> and so in Easter conference, we saw healings, we saw impartations, we saw people receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we saw people grow in boldness. There were plenty of testimonies of eyes being healed, or spines being corrected, everything. And we thank God for that. And then we moved on well, still in April, that's when, well, not April, May, sorry. That we started learning about what we have in Christ. And calling to mind consciousness that we have, all the things that we have received, that we have received victory over what? Over sin, over sickness, uh-huh. over fear, and, and victory over the mind. And that we are victorious in everything. So when any situation comes, you already know what we have in Christ. And so we, we react from that place, from that consciousness of this is the thing that we have received in Christ. And then in June, we continued with the new man. And we learned the things that the new man in Christ should do. And what are those things? Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Uh -huh. Number three. Cleanse the lepers. Thank you. Number four. Raise the dead. Yes, that these are the things that after learning that we have victory, we now also have things that must follow a new man. These signs follow them that believe. And so the signs must follow us because we claim that we are new creations in Christ. That the word is confirmed in and through us by signs and wonders. And then in July, <coughs> we did winning through adversity, still under deeply rooted. And we learned that our life is one of faith. And so adversity doesn't change our confession. That we stand in the day of adversity because our strength is in the word of God. We learned a scripture that says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And so the solution to not fainting is to be strong. And we get strong by being in the word of God. And we do not run away from adversity. We face it head on. But we face it in the name of the Lord. We face it in God. And this is how we are victorious. And then in August, we learned the importance of the local church. We did local church and, local church and discipleship, the believer's purpose, submitting to the local church. And we learned that this is God's plan for the believer. This is God's plan for discipleship, that we stay in the local church. This is how we get grounded. This is how we find purpose. This is how we get strong, that we grow, that we do not faint in the day of adversity. We learned that we are supplying joints. And so when we come to church, part of the reason why you must be grounded in a local church is that you are a supplier joint and so when you come you come to supply and you come to be supplied to but if you don't come with your own supply then you are robbing us because there is a stream that comes from you that we all need to benefit from and so everybody should stay in a local church be grounded in a local church and grow from there and then in september we did all men prophets we learned that we are in the days of prophecy fulfilled that prophecy in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 what does that say i'll pour my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your, your old men shall what? And your young men shall see visions. Yes. And we learned that we are in those days of that scripture being fulfilled, being fulfilled where all men are prophets. Not that we 
uh, in the office of prophet. Like, you're not prophet, if yet. <laughs> but that we learn that everybody can tap into the mind of God. Everybody can know what God is saying at a particular instance for a particular situation. And then you can know for yourself and you can know for others, which is again why you should be in a local church. Because if you are confused about something, it's in the local church that you get direction. Because everybody can pick the mind of God and they can hear for themselves and they hear for others. And then we did in October. We said our prep for East for light up, sorry. And we started with faith pills. And we learned that what faith is what? <coughs> faith is what? No, faith is not a title deed. Faith is our title deed. Yes? So this is how we know that we have received what we believe for. Because God tells us that once we have, when we say it, we believe it, we have it. And so we went with that into light up. And we saw, again, numerous testimonies. We saw people being healed. We learned, even with faith, because we did faith and healing too, yeah? And we learned that we should hate sickness the way we hate sin. Because everything is still a result of the fall, and it is not from God. And whatever is not from God is not for us. And so we hate it, we detest it, we pray against it, we consider it a weakness, even. Because, like, no, this thing, it can't be. I can't accept it as part of my reality, because it is not part of my reality. And then Light Up was amazing. Yes? No? Maybe? Was Light Up not amazing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we went to Journeyman last month, and that we learned that we must be skilled in our crafts, and that we plan for the journey before we begin. We take care, we take care with our associations, and we run with people who have the same vision and the same values and have the attitude of faith. And now we are there. Now we give thanks to God. We give thanks to God for all he has done for us. We give thanks to God because God has fulfilled every prophecy that he gave us. At the beginning of the year, we were told that this would be a year of greater works, yes? But there was something else that we were told. You remember us? Thank you. year of ease and rest. And God did that for us. At every point where it seems that there was something big, God came through for us. God gave us the tools that we needed to survive at every point. I mean, there are so many testimonies from, from just journeyman last month. And I was cursing Pastor Femi and he was saying that he doesn't, that why all of a sudden is it that there is... <laughs> that there is a desire to learn about associations, but it's God that has been patterning everything that we have been doing from January. Instead of starting with greater world, starting with peace and troubled waters, and then we see everything come in handy. And God has given us every skill that we have needed at every point in time for us to succeed, for us to excel, for us to have ease and rest. I mean, and we saw it. Remember in June, remember the graduation testimonies? Where their testimony was just like honey, like oh, I have five. Oh, I, I just I saw it in my oh, I just, like what? This happened for write exams in this school, <laughs> but God did it for us. And how many of them had first class? They're like three, four, and then even after that, more people were having, more people were having first. I mean, see, Doctor Debbie, <laughs> more people were having first class, and it's just proof of God is with us. God is with us, fulfilling His prophecies. God is with us, making sure that the gospel is prophet is is propagated through us, making sure that our lives is in accordance with the things that he has said in the word of God. So God, God has been good. God has been good, yes? God has been good to us, and so we must give thanks because we are not ungrateful. There's something I find intriguing about emotions. It seems like it's easier most of the time to express negative emotions. It's easier to burst out in anger. It's easier to wail in grief than it is to shout for joy. 
because I want to be composed. But when I'm when I'm sad or I'm angry, then it's like a, there's an excuse for not being composed. And I know that there's this there's a phrase shout for joy, but how many times have you actually shouted for joy in your life? You can count. It's, it's, it's not that often that you just start shouting and why? Oh, nothing happened. I'm just happy. <laughs> then people look at it like you're crazy and you're weird, but that's completely fine. We're already crazy. We believe in a God that we can't see. So might as well fully embrace the crazy, yes? And so we have to get to the point where we do not hide our joy because gratitude is an emotion. Gratitude is an emotion of things, an emotion of, I don't know what to do. Yeah, this thing that God has done is too much. And when you feel that emotion, especially towards God, towards people too, but towards God, we are supposed to show it. We are supposed to express it. We do not want to stifle our impulse to live for joy. Like we know of the ten lepers, yeah? And the ten lepers, the only one that came back to come and give thanks was made whole. And then after, after he was made whole, well, the others were cleansed and then he was made whole. And then... There is, there's all the good things that we see in scripture that happen after people have given thanks to God. But all that is a byproduct of thanksgiving. We do not give thanks to God because we want to be blessed. We will be blessed, yes, because God is good. But we give thanks to God because God is good. We, think as, we give thanks to God for the things that he has done. It's not, a, it's not a blackmail scheme that I will do this thing to you and then your hands must be tied. No, I'm doing it because I am so grateful for all the things that you have done. I am so thankful. I am in awe. I can see what you have done and I am excited about it. And I feel like this is what um, gave rise to the ceremonies of like Thanksgiving parties and, or not party services and testimonies <coughs> that we have back in Africa. The dramaticness of it that initially it started with somebody just not being able to keep calm, like that the woman at the well, like oh my god, the thing that she did is a bad thing, but she's shouting, Come and see, come and see somebody who has told me everything about my life. But the thing about your life, you should be hiding them. But she couldn't shut up. She's like, No, I must tell everybody of this person. And I believe that's how the ceremony came. Like, no, I can't, I can't give this, I can't just do this. God has been too good. I can't just keep quiet. I have to roll on the floor. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's a drama that we don't like, but. If the drama is from a place of gratitude in your heart, be dramatic. God deserves everything. God deserves every expression of gratitude that we can offer. And so when the gratefulness, if, if God has done something in your life, hmm, you have a testimony, prayer point answered, and nobody knows, it's a sin. I mean, it's a sin. Somebody must know. You can't, if you keep quiet and you're not grateful, now you don't have to announce it to the entire world, but somebody must know. And somebody must know how grateful you are. Like, you, what you're talking about, let's talk about Munachi, for example. Munachi is a very happy person normally, yes? But have you ever seen her buzzing with joy? Like, she's, like she's vibrating. She can't even, that, that's how it should be. Like, God, everybody should feel that joy, that this thing that God has done for me, this thing is too good. I can't keep quiet. I can't shut up about it. I can't, I can't help but dance, even though I can't dance. I can't help but shout. I can't help but roll on the floor. Because God is so good. God has been so good to me. God has been so good to us. <coughs> and so, yes, we do the ceremony of it. But the fall behind the ceremony is the heart of gratitude. That we are grateful. We are immensely grateful for all God has done. We went through the things that God has done for us as a church. But there has been so much personal growth in each and every one of us for us to not be grateful. And so in addition to that, in addition to your personal growth, in addition to the growth, your prayers answered, in addition to the things that God has done in our lives, there's no reason not to give God thanks. Yes? 
So we give God thanks. The attitude of gratitude is one that we develop. We develop a heart of gratitude. We develop a culture of thanksgiving such that at the tip of our tongue at every moment, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am thankful. I am grateful. And we are proud of it. We are proud that we are thankful to God. We are proud of the things that God has done for us. We are bold about it. We are not ashamed. <coughs> Sometimes you're walking past a family. By the way, I did not say this. Sometimes you're walking past a family who just start shouting. And, and now I ignore it. But before, I, I used to be con- concerned. But like, oh, what happened? Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Glory. Nothing happens. And that's why I ignore it because I know that it's normal. But yeah, that's how it should be. At every point, what happened? Oh, I was just talking to God. That's it. And like I said, embrace the crazy. You know, if you embrace crazy enough, it's now normal. Because they're like, oh, no, that's how she is. It's fine. Oh, her, no, it's normal. She's okay. They, they, they accept you. You know how you say you accept people for who they are? They accept you with your crazy for God. Yes, that's, that's how we get to. We now become normal. We're now all crazy. So, yes, it should be, we should be loud about it. We should be bold about it. We should be proud of the things God has done for us. And so now we will rise and we will give God thanks. Yes? And we will pray. It's prayer that we're doing first. <coughs> let's rise. Let's rise. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I begin to mention the things that God has done for you. Mention the things that God has done for this church. And we just say thank you. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We see what you have done. We see what you have done. We see your hand upon us and we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And like we saw in Psalm 136, we repeat the same thing. We thank God for his goodness and endures forever. For his mercy endures forever. If it's one thing, you stay on it and you express your gratitude to God. That heaven feels it. The earth feels it. Everybody knows that you are grateful. Oh, Lord, we are grateful. We say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you for being with us. Thank you from the beginning of the year to now. You have been with us. You have been with us. You have been with us. And we are so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healings. Thank you for eyes that now see. Thank you for ears that now hear. Thank you for spines that have been corrected. Thank you for impartations. Thank you for growth. Thank you for being present with us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you for your mercy and yours forever. Thank you for your mercy and yours forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Adakaya, Ababa Kosa, Diakana Nanaya, Lababakoya, Diakasha Katataya, Ababakana Nanananaya. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being with us every step of the way. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for pulling your vision through us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Thank you for sending us your word at every point in time. Allah, Baba, Baba, Baba. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, because we see that we are growing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We see what you are doing. We see what you are doing. We see what you are doing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, for you are good. You are good and you are kind. And your mercy endures forever. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 We see what you are doing. And we are so grateful. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for choosing us as your own. Thank you for showing us all the things that we have in you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this wonderful life that we have. Ah, Baba Kone. Yes, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Mama, Mama, Maya. Jesus Christ. 